0: Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringe-worthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: Hi, I'm Sif Haider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life, or starting a successful business, or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. Remember to subscribe. We drop new episodes every Tuesday, so see you then.
0: I'm Amakrishna and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid 30s and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. Today my guest is Kanika Chadda. So, we actually know each other IRL in real life <laughs> and For the people listening who may not know you, please tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. So I am an entrepreneur and journalist and mom of three, including twins. And I began my career with CNN. So come from traditional media and television and now host a podcast called That's Total Mom Sense. When can they hear
0: that? When do the new episodes air on your podcast?
1: Yes, yeah, they air every Thursday, uh, available wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can go to my site, that's totalmomsense.com.
0: Amazing. So, you guys can listen to Currently Cringing on a Thursday morning and then pop on, you know, Mom Sense with Kanika.
1: Yeah, I love it.
0: <laughs> so, typical, you know, brown grapevine. We met through Auntie Zarna. Everyone meets through someone, right? And we all know everybody. That's just how this works, being brown. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yes. And we love you,
0: Z. Yeah. Shout out to Auntie Zarna, who's Mm -hmm. killing it. Oh, my gosh. She's a sensation. Yeah. So we met and then we started talking and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Kanika, you have this incredible story. And yeah, you worked at CNN. Big deal. But on this pod, we keep it it cringy. We want to get to the (laughs) stuff. We like to spill the chai. And basically, how old are you right now?
1: I'm
0: 39. 39. Okay. 40 is around the corner. I know. I know.
1: I have to lose my 20 pounds.
0: I don't know. <laughs> no, you don't. You're stunning. I don't know how you do it with the three kids and managing a home. You're iconic. But you grew up in a very strict family, very strict Punjabi Indian family. And when did you start dating? When did you have your first real boyfriend?
1: Sure. So yeah, I, I definitely had disciplinarian parents. I grew up just outside D.C. Okay. And when I moved to Boston, I went to BU for undergrad. It was my junior year that I started dating my first real boyfriend, who I even told my parents about.
0: Wow. And he was Indian?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. And how do did- <laughs> How did you tell them and what was their reaction?
1: Okay, so I told them like because he wanted me to visit his family and in Texas and wow. his his uh parents his dad was having this kind of promotion party and he was like I just I want to take you as a date and I was like, "Well, I mean, my parents are going to have to know you exist before I do that." Oh. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I just, I'm really open and honest that way, even though I had this sheltered upbringing and I was like, that's what do I have to lose? And, um, by that time I was 19, so I just kind of, <laughs> it's so know, funny because like in,
0: in normal people's lives, like 19, like, oh, that's normal. Meanwhile, we're 19, 20, still scared to tell our parents yeah, about a boy, <laughs> But yeah. I think we're cut from the same cloth because I myself, you know, was very open with my parents. We were just raised to be open and no shade to people who are, you know, not telling their parents everything. But I think it's important.
1: Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. And it just for me, um, I can't kind of have a like heavy conscience. I can't lie to people. I can't hold things in. It's just like, it'll give me hardcore anxiety. So I'm just like, let me just blur it out and, um, and put it out there. It's just, yeah. yeah.
0: And how long did this relationship last?
1: So we were together on and off for six years.
0: So you were with someone for six
1: years and I'm assuming the the breaks were long, but yeah.
0: Okay. Well, like any long relationship, especially when you're from our backgrounds and our cultures, there's the assumption that you're going to marry this person. Yeah. And so I'm assuming in your case, both families figured these two are getting married. Yes. But that's not what happened.
1: Yeah, no, it didn't pan out that way. Unfortunately, I didn't see it, see read the signs early on. But he was diagnosed with um, bipolar. Okay. And it just, you know, that mental instability made it so that he couldn't keep a relationship, not just with me, but with anyone. And because I didn't know it till later, I just, I, yeah, I, I was in this toxic kind of environment and relationship for a while. But that's what ended it.
0: Yeah. And then, you were single.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it just, it was so jarring because I was like, shit, I don't know how to date. I I, I completely forgot how to do that. I got so comfortable.
0: And what is that feeling like? Because I know what that's like, where you're like, where do I even begin? And how did you cope? How did you deal? How were you able to move forward? Because for me, I just started, you know, sounds cliche, but focusing on myself, I went to the gym and I worked on myself. And I can't say that that really helped, but it was just something to do. The only thing I could do, I didn't know what else to do. And so how did you deal with all of this?
1: The same thing, Anish, the same thing. I just kind of poured my heart and soul into uh, my career. And I finally had this calling of what that was so, um I knew i I loved communications, but I didn't know I wanted to be a broadcast journalist. And so it was around that time that we were like kind of no longer talking cut off that I applied to grad school. I went to University of Miami. so I'm a fellow Kane, like, you. yeah, Kane. Okay. yes. And so that's what I did. I was like, I gotta move. I gotta change the scene completely. And you know, Just have a completely different mindset altogether, and so that helped. That was a one-year master's program, and then after that, I moved to India. So same thing. I just literally like just extricated myself from the situation. Was like, let me just start a whole new life so that I don't have to keep thinking about it anymore.
0: Yeah, and then in India, did you date?
1: Yeah, I went on dates here and there, nothing serious, and. I just, I had a lot of friends who were expats, so they definitely were my lifeline, but there I was just so busy with work. Like I just, Yeah, yeah. 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 And I worked late nights and I mean, people just looked at all the glam stuff. Like if I was covering Lakme Fashion Week live or doing an interview with, you know, Sushmita or Deepika or whatever. Uh, if there were light night interviews, I would have to go back to the office and stay there with the ed- editor till like 2, 3 a.m. Yeah. Because, oh, not much yeah. time no. for a personal no, 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 no.
0: life. And for those listening who may not know, Black May Fashion Week is like the premier fashion week in India. It's like New York Fashion Week. And Deepika and Sushwita are big Bollywood stars, like huge. So you were interacting with all these people. You were in the limelight, in that world. Meanwhile, you didn't have time for yourself. You're just working.
1: Yeah, no, but it was the best like distraction ever because I just felt like I was furthering my life and not getting caught up in a guy.
0: Yes, absolutely. I I say that all the time. Like before you start diving into dating and relationships, like secure yourself and secure Mm -hmm. yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, just like when I meet a guy, come correct. This isn't Build-A-Bear. Yes. Like do the work and then we can, you know, meet up and start something. And then what made you come back to the good old USA?
1: Oh yeah. Well, there was uh, a plot twist. I got malaria. So that's, oh my gosh, it was like one month that I was just out of commission in bed. But I still finished all my, you know, long form interviews and shows that needed to air and then came home. But um, I did start talking to my now husband while I was there. And we had this like pen pal relationship. I feel like I know it's so cheesy to say, but it was it was a lot like the notebook and you yeah. know, just what you think romances, old world romances are. But, but yeah, yeah, I'm
0: gonna get get into this story because it's an insane story. Please Thank you. Give us the deep. I know the deep. This story is like a Hallmark movie.
1: Wow. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I really believe in kismet for that reason. Yeah. Um, Which is luck and fate and death, yes. guys, in Hindi. Yes, exactly. So it was back in 2005 that me and my husband, Sunil, were in this like bridal wear photo shoot for a magazine. As and strangers. As you strangers, met Yeah. It. Nope. Nope. It was just this casting call. There was, it was actually through like a Yahoo group um, because there were very limited, like, you know, casting opportunities for South Asians. And I was part of some group and they were like, we're, you know, doing a model call. And so I went and so did he, and he's, you know, like in tech and has, like no aspirations for being in media at all, but he just somehow felt compelled to do that shoot. And it was the only one he's ever done. So I feel like that's another thing, but, um, but yeah, so we met on the shoot and there was like 10 of us and the photographer on site was like, okay, I need a bride and a groom. So you and you, and then he just chose both of us and, you know, we got all dressed up. I had to look like, you know, an Indian bride. And, um, and we're taking photos and they're like flirty and we're hugging each other and like yeah. laughing and he's like pulling on my chimney. It just like, it was, it was great. It was very Bollywood. And um, because he's like pretty chivalrous and, you know, doesn't spit game like that. He didn't ask for my number. None of that. He was just kind of like, it was nice meeting you. Like, take care. <laughs> you know? And that and, was it. And that was it. And then five years Goes by, and I mean, I didn't think of it anything of it at that time either because yeah. I was still kind of dealing with this X in the background yeah. that just kept lingering. So I wasn't emotionally available anyway. But while I was in India, we would just. Uh, it started with like the occasional Facebook post on each other's wall for happy birthday, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and so then it became like, like a,
1: yes, yeah, it was just yeah, it became messages into emails into like WhatsApp and then Skype because there was no really other way to do video calls. Um, And then we just start Skyping each other and at like odd times of the night for him and early morning for me. And like, we just kind of stayed in touch that way. And so when I moved back to the States and I knew I wanted to have a reunion with all my friends in New York where he was living, um, I just included him on that thread. And I was like, this is where I'm going to be this weekend, this bar, this karaoke place. This, so like come through if you want to hang out. And he showed up and and we we actually hung out at a karaoke bar where I had a ton of other friends with me. And that was like our first time actually sitting face to face and talking. And I was like totally myself. So I said, I'm going to request Gangsters Paradise. So if you want to sing with me, <laughs> you can do it. And I was like, of course, jumping up and down like a crazy person. Um, cause you know, like that song, just like dangerous minds. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we like belted that song out together and I was like, all right, we can hang. He's cool.
0: Yeah. And now you're married with three children.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So tell yeah. me how you got there. How did you get to the aisle? How did you get on what I like to call the marriage track?
1: Oh, sure. Okay. So because I feel like I was broken from um, yeah. from like my past relationship. I knew that I didn't want to like give so much in a relationship and not feel like it was reciprocated, but I also wanted it to work out in the end. And so I was watching some like Oprah interview on YouTube and I um, first found out about this book called The Rules okay. and it was written by Ellen Fine and Sherry Schneider. Okay, and it was originally published in 1995, so like old school, but it's called "The Rules: Time Tested Secrets for Capturing the Heart of Mister Wright." Okay, and I, I swear by this book. I um, so I read it to cover to cover when I got it, and um, at that time, Smi and I were just talking, and I was like, "I'm gonna just follow this. Like, I I have no clue, and I don't want to f it up." And so yeah, it just it really gave me. Um, kind of the tactics I needed to be able to date. And as an example, so, okay. So what the breakdown is, it it tells women that, or or anyone really, that you are a unique creature unlike any other. Love, true. Yes, yes. And, you know, you have to value yourself because then, you know, no one else is going to know your worth unless you acknowledge your self-worth. And you have to make yourself like, If you're important, you're not available all the time. So if a guy who's calling you on a Friday, like, are you free tomorrow to hang out or go to dinner? It would say you have to have at least three days notice before you accept a date. Okay.
0: I like this. Yeah. And I
1: was like, okay. So you, it tells you to like lie if you have to, even if you're at home doing your nails with a face mask on the next day so what so what yeah. you say um no actually i have plans this weekend but maybe uh, some other time and then now the person's like scrambling they're like oh yeah. shit like yeah i i need to like make sure that i book her and then the other thing is like you don't want to be the one who's always going to that person for the date right and same thing i like you know i was just so impressed with how When I was at home in DC, this was like the sweetest thing that anyone's ever done for me. But, and we were not even dating at this point. This is like courting phase. So you had to go visit his cousin. And he said, you know, can we hang out when I'm in DC? He lives in DuPont. And I was like, yeah, sure. So he came and met me. And then um, I took the Metro in because I'm like local. Yes. He took the Metro all the way back with me. And it was like, 1 a.m. It stops running. Walked to my car where it was parked in the lot. Gave me a hug goodbye and like hauled ass to get back on the metro again. So just to kind of drop me home. And I was like, I'm fine. Like this is my stomping ground. I'm good. And he's like, No, I I wanna I wanna escort you home. And then on another occasion, he took a bus to see me for just for coffee. It, he like took a sick day. Never ever 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 does that but he had to go home for like the valley or something. And so he was like, I can take this extra day off. And he got on a bus four hours from the city to see me. We hung out at Barnes and Noble for like two hours and then he got back on that bus and went home. So eight hours for like a coffee date. Wow! So that kind of thing, I was like, wow, I have never been treated this way. But I think it's because I stuck to my guns and I wasn't the one who was like, you know, getting in the cab or like, you know, making my way to the city. It was, you know, the guy who did it for me. Basically,
0: in a nutshell, you were setting boundaries. Yes. And you knew your self-worth. And basically that book, which I'm going to read, which (laughs) all of us should read, is telling you to set boundaries and keep yourself as a priority. Because I think a lot of us As givers, because like attracts like. I say your vibe attracts your tribe.
1: That's Mm -hmm. how we've
0: met. We're givers. And we always tend to put other people before us, not in a way where we don't have high self-esteem because we think we're amazing, but as it's our nature to help and to give. And I'm glad, you know, you happened to find that book and it helped you, basically. But I think in mainstream media now, right? It's all about playing games and all this stuff. Whereas just know your worth. Yes. Right. And we were talking the other day about this. We won't go into detail, but I was complaining about something. And Mm -hmm. you said, if I could turn back time, I look back and it's like, don't sweat the small stuff, right? Yes. Just go with the flow. And I say on this podcast, Spiral with your friends, spiral with your mom if you have to, but don't go crazy with your person. Keep your emotions intact. Don't get hysterical because, you know, we all tend to get
1: dramatic and crazy. I do. Oh, me too. Me too. And I've like learned how to just dial it back. Or like you said, just like, you know, I, I vent to like other people that I'm close to. So that I don't come off as this like nag or shrew, yeah, <laughs> which I've, I used to.
0: Yeah. And then now you have a beautiful family with three kids. And, you know, thank you for sharing your story with us. I always ask the guests to tell us, you know, if they're in a relationship, A, how did you know your person was the one? It's different for everybody. And mm. two, you know, a positive message for the listeners.
1: Sure. So I knew he was the one when I saw how, like, he would not even hesitate to go to through great lengths to be able to, um, you know, make me feel, like, appreciated and yeah. validated. I don't believe in needing someone to complete you. You need no. to be whole to begin with. But then, you know, when you are appreciated, you're like, oh, that's all. That I ever wanted, you know? Yes. Um, and you're just you feel so much more happy because of that. So that his acts of service, if you've read the five love languages, I think that's right. another great book on relationships. But yeah, that like I don't even have to say anything half the time and things get done, and it's just it's so sweet. And I think you know, that evolves. Um, sorry for the long-winded answer, but no. like what I used to look for at 30. Has changed at thirty nine, and now it's like someone who is a um, is a like stand up, ambitious, warm person, and like devoted husband and hands on father. Yes, and I, I have all that, and I think it's like that's so so important. Would I have known that he would be a great dad? Yeah, I mean, he yeah, had the nature of that, but I think however you can suss that out. Yeah. If you know you want to have a family, do that. Make sure the person's like not selfish and is actually going to be able to give to you and your future family. Yeah, and be a provider. So mm-hmm. I think that's what I like appreciate most and I look for in a relationship and a and a partner and a jeevan sati <laughs> Yeah,
0: which is like your forever husband. Yes. You know, yes. Ladies. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and then. Um, what was
0: the other question? The other question was a positive <laughs> message for the listeners.
1: I would say believe in yourself, trust your intuition wholeheartedly. And, you know, I have this show called Mom Sense. I coined this term Mom Sense to mean our built in sixth sense, yeah. but it's not just a mom thing, it's an everybody thing. Yeah. We have this inner voice, and half the time when we tell it to shut up, We do the wrong thing and we feel like an idiot after. So don't do that. If you're in a relationship, if you're about to take a new job, if you're about to move somewhere and your inner voice is guiding you down that path, then just surrender and listen to it.
0: Absolutely. I think that's fantastic advice and we can never hear it enough. Guys, listen to your gut, follow your gut. It's there for a reason, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yes.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on and guys listen to mom sense thursdays and you know we'll see you soon kanika hopefully you come back
1: yes i would love to thank you thank you anish
0: bye guys bye thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week if you like the show remember to rate review and subscribe you can also find me on instagram at anish ramakrishna i would love to hear from you